to the Irish NFL show. Um, recovery, maybe. Recovery after the Christmas period. Certainly a lot to get through tonight on the back of the week 16, the crazy weekend that was over the Christmas period. Colin, you're very welcome to the show. Yeah, certainly uh, an interesting weekend. I think some of the games went maybe ways we didn't expect or certainly played out a little, little bit differently. And... Um, Obviously, some um, interesting news involving my own team over the the weekend after we shipped 51 points to the Rams. Yeah, certainly was penny for your thoughts watching that game on on Christmas night. Uh, Before we get into that uh, news, and which is that uh, Hackett has lost his job as the Broncos head coach, and then we get through the games and talk about all the playoff permutations and scenarios that are ahead of us this weekend. As always, the Irish NFL show is is presented by Cassidy Travel. They are already considering uh, next season uh, one exciting season we've had we haven't even got to the playoffs but they're already planning for next season you can pre-register your interest for a game a trip of your choice to the states to watch a game next season and that information will be as as has been over the course of the last week available via social media platforms and as well in the bio for each podcast should check that out okay got them yeah, let's get into it and um, the Broncos inevitably made that decision yesterday evening they dropped about five o'clock Irish time which was I was thinking very early in the morning, nine o'clockish um, mountain time, uh, which came as no surprise, bearing in mind what we saw from them on Christmas night in a game which many thought they would go in and win with on the on the back of a really strong defensive performance. But in fact, that wasn't the case. They were seventy nil down early after a number of interceptions from Russell Wilson, and unfortunately, um, it's it's come to pass that, as we said on our message yesterday, uh, the Broncos have decided to have their own Black Monday, and he's been relieved of his duties. It probably doesn't. Cause a surprise your your thoughts uh, yesterday as you brought as the news broke. Yeah, um, look, uh, I mean the, the fact it was fifty one, it could have been seventy one. I mean, Russ basically could have been picked off in that very first throw, and um, it was it was a shambles. But I I think the the press conference today told a lot, um, because they they said that it wasn't in relation to um what happened, but then they also talked about the embarrassment. And they talked about the off-field stuff. So you saw uh, on Sunday in terms of uh, Dalton Reisner, who is the Broncos Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, um, getting into an argument uh, with the backup QB that was over the fact that, and people have pointed out, and there have been videos, that none of the O-line guys have been going to help Russell Wilson up off of the turf when he's been sacked. That is probably telling in and of its own right. And then you saw Randy Gregory um, be pulled from the, the game before he could be ejected and then get into a fight at the end. So I think, you know, it was clear at that point, you know, the, the, the trade had come off the, the tracks. Very interesting press conference today. Um, the new head coach will report to the owner rather than the GM. Um, I, George, George Payton, it sounds like, has been sidelined quite a bit. I think they're trying to ensure that the... Um, you know, the, the new head coach will be very much who the owners want. And I think what you're looking at there is that if things, you know, depending on how it goes with Russell Wilson, whether he's back, um, you know, what whatever happens, that the, the new head coach, uh, even if they move on from George Payton, will be their guy. Um, I did uh, earlier on talk in depth with Zach Seekers after that um, press conference happened because it was quite telling. There were things that were said that were kind of what you expect. The cliches, 
accountability and moving forward and all that sort of stuff. But there were some nuggets in there and they gave some things away. And the way in which um, Penner, I suppose, took control and the way in which at times he passed questions off to George Payton was quite telling. So there is a podcast up uh, on all our uh, podcast networks, wherever you listen to your podcast, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them. Uh, in-depth with Zach Seegers talking all about um, the fallout, the hackett sacking, what might happen next, and also in relation to Russell Wilson, because a lot of debate and discussion now about Russ and um, when you can move on uh, from him and what a, a new head coach might look to do. So, yeah, lots, lots happened in uh, Broncos country over the weekend. Yeah, very good podcast. In fairness, comment took time out to see it to listen to it, and a lot covered in that hour. And that's just short of an hour. Um, it makes for a really good listen. Even if you're not a Broncos fan, it's interesting to hear the thought process. Um, I look the most intriguing piece for me today, and you've rightly called on is the fact that they've they've both been taking responsibility away from Payton. I I asked the question now, and maybe it's something useful to cover in due courses. Further down the line, is it, will he be the GM coming next season? Is that something that's potentially we won't we don't want to literally. Un, you know, unfold everything immediately, but the fact that he's already been removed outside the process is intriguing. Um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a difficult week. I think that for Broke as well as the case, we get the season over with. It doesn't really end any better with the Chiefs and Chargers to come, albeit Chargers during the playoffs. So, interesting, uh, interesting off season ahead for the Broncos, as it always seems to be these days. Uh, it's never a, never short of a story. And um, we will get into the games now and we'll start with, um, the Giants, we'll start with the Giants and, and the Vikings and whilst the Giants lost this game they still were a winner in a way because everybody else who was in the background looking to make, make hay to, on the Giants lost um, didn't win at the weekend, we'll, we'll get into the other games but everyone did, with the exception of the backers who all of a sudden have put themselves back in the in the, the running. Um, the Giants lost 27-24 to the Vikings um, the Vikings like Michael Lombardi has been on the show recently and he keeps calling it out and it's, it's so true they keep winning these games and the the teams are getting on the plane, going home, wondering how they haven't won. Um, I can I can explain as to why how the Giants didn't win. There was being put situations in the game. There was an, a key interception when they looked like they were going into score. At least a field goal. Then obviously there's the block punt when they made the decision to punt it back late in the game, and, and that resulted in a Jefferson touchdown, which made it even more difficult. Albeit the Giants still rallied and went down and scored and got the two point conversion. And there was also a, a fumble in his significant. Drive as well, but it looked like they were about, about to go in and score when Bellinger got uh, was hit out with the ball, so another fumble. But like this Vikings team, everybody's kind of down on them because they keep winning these close games and everybody feels they're in a false position. But now they're setting records. They've got 11 one score wins this season. It's an NFL record this year. Nobody else can match that. When you saw the emotion on the sideline at the end with Kevin O'Connell, I think I first felt they knew they, they kind of got over the line in this one. I look at our stats today, um, field goal of Renee, it's stats, um, since 2016 there's been 15 um, over 60 yard field goals um, and only two have been made. With the exception of the Giants, where the Giants have been involved in those games, there's been three attempts and all three have been made. So, we're course when it comes to over 60 yard field goals, um, but that kicker in fairness has been criticised at times, he's had some difficult time throughout the course of his career and was it was difficult to take the defeat on board it was it was good to see him kick a significant field goal because he's had a tough time at times he's had a good season but there has been instant we saw a, an easy field goal missed a chip shot in 
in London as it happened when we were over there. And for the Giants, look, the Giants are still in the position that every Giants fan would have dreamed of, which is to beat the Colts on Sunday. You don't need any other results, and they're in the, in the playoffs. And bearing in mind, they played a few weeks ago against the, the Eagles, who were the number one seed, and they were very, you know, there was no, they, weren't, they didn't match up at all. I felt they matched up quite well against the Vikings team. Nearly got it done, and we've seen in the past where teams lose a close one in the, in the regular season, find them find themselves playing them again in the in the in the playoffs, and managed to win that time round. I wouldn't be it wouldn't be against the Rams possibility the Giants could play the Vikings again, um, and in the playoffs, and who knows they could turn them over. But uh, for the Vikings, they march on. They've got a tough one this weekend against the Packers. Giants, as I said, can beat the Colts on Sunday at home in MetLife, and that will secure the sixth spot in the playoffs. Six eight in. In the players, which is a significant season, bearing in mind what the, what, what was expected to come into this season. Yeah, like I mean, at this point, you almost wonder if the Vikings have that team of destiny type feel because they just it, they find new ways to win. It's not just the same thing. It's not that like Cousins is finding Jefferson at the end. They they are at times coming up um, with with different ways. For the Giants, like uh, the Giants are way ahead of schedule. So no matter, I think, how it plays out, yeah, the course, there would be enormous disappointment if they weren't to make it. Um, but at the same time, they are so far ahead of, of schedule. And it will be interesting, I suppose, to see how the Vikings can get on against the, the Packers, as you mentioned there, you know, Packers returning to, to form. Um, but the, the Vikings... The going against everything that you would expect with with the Vikings, like the, for the Vikings kicker to make it. Now this has happened to the Vikings in some seasons previously, and generally what it leads to ultimately is incredible heartbreak in the playoffs. And um, we the 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 ice bowl uh, game a few years ago, um, where it was so cold, um, that the the Viking horn actually uh, broke. And um, that missed the the field goal at the very end, and so many heartbreaks over the the years. But um, this year, yeah, they they just look um really really good, and they seem to have under O'Connell talked about the culture change there and the fact that he makes players better. Um, but also the ability to rebound. So when they do make mistakes, like Kirk Cousins previously had had a tendency to really get in his head. And when he made a mistake, he wouldn't bounce back. He would allow it to uh, impact on him. And that seems to have, have changed. So, yeah, look, the the Vikings, we will we will see for, for them, you know, how far they can go for the Giants. It is about ensuring that um, they get to the depths. It's interesting because I was reflecting on when the Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and they played the Vikings in the championship game and they blew them out. And the Vikings had come off that Minnesota miracle against the Saints and everybody just assumed the, the momentum was there, the Super Bowl was in their stadium that year and it didn't materialise and right now we're, we're, it, things are tracking me in a way where we could see a repeat of that championship game. Obviously they played each other in week two this season and it was a similar scenario with the Eagles put a beat down on them. We, we, we'd be interested if they come around again how close they'd be. The Vikings for me yeah it is a great start line, but this number two seed is critical in my opinion. They need to get it. Like the 49ers we're going to come to the 49ers Shortly, but the way in which they're playing at the moment, they haven't won eight in a row. They need to be home for that wildcard game. They need to be home for the division round. I've, if they go on the road and they end up in San Fran, division round, you know, that I think ultimately that's where the difficulty will 
will come for them. They need to make sure they're playing these games at home. But look, right now, yeah, if as a Vikings fan, you couldn't be more pleased. Interesting one now. Next one, Colin, um, we all picked the lines. We the dreaded vote conference that they would go in there and beat the Panthers, bearing in mind the Panthers, the week before were being by the Steelers and beaten badly by the Steelers because their running game that we spoke about, the three-headed monster of Hubbard, Blackspear, Foreman, didn't do anything as Steelers only ran with only 21 yards in rushing that week. And yet last week, against the Lions, we've, the Lions seem to revert back to what we saw earlier in the season. They put up 320 yards rushing against that Lions defence on Sunday. But not only that, they were also very good, you know, in terms of the passing attack. Sam Darren had a really strong game. They were well coached. I mean, even in the second half when they were up by the scores, the methodical drives, the, the killing of the the clock, they were using the clock, fake clock right down to the very last second to eat as much time off the clock. And the Lions really had no answers for them on Sunday. Uh, there was a point in the early, sorry, late in the second half where the Lions were in the red zone and looked like maybe they were turning turning the game on its head and then Goff goes and uh, fumbles and then resulting drive from the Panthers is a 90-yard drive and a touchdown which essentially kind of put the game away capped off with a field goal before halftime to go 24-7 up. Immediate stop at the start of the second half and then the next resulting drive for the Panthers touchdown. I mean, the game finished 37-23 and it was a few garbage time scores lay on for the, for the Lions really kind of, for me, it doesn't do a reflection of how dominant the Panthers were and it's a year's loss for the Lions bearing in mind that they still have to go to Green Bay on the final weekend of the, of the season which probably looked like a nothing game for the Packers a few weeks ago only for them to be back in, in the fall. It's, it's heating up to a big game but for the Panthers like this is where they wanted to be, you know. This, this, the coach. Everybody's talking about this coach now potentially being the permanent head coach, and they go into Tampa on Sunday with an opportunity to beat the Bucks, go go top of the division, with one game to go. I mean, it's a huge. It's been a huge. Despite the defeat last week, you couldn't be more impressed with this Panthers team right now. No, and Steve Wills is doing a fantastic job, um, and and rightly, you know, is. He has to be, has to have forced himself into consideration. And, and if he doesn't get it there, I'm sure somebody else will look at him. I mean, this, they're on their third QB. He's his best player, traded away. Yeah, I, look, it was all about the, the ground game on, on both sides. The fact that the Panthers were able to run all over the Lions and the fact that the Lions could not move the ball on the ground whatsoever. Jared Goff was the Lions top rusher with 15 yards that that t- tells its own story really really disappointing um for the the lions because they had been playing so well but yeah look kip uh, again we'll probably come to it later um the the bucks finding ways as well but you would have to say if you're the panthers and you're looking at the bucks performance there shouldn't be a whole lot of fear there. They should be able to, to go into this game and think that they are certainly capable uh, of winning it. And who, who knows, wouldn't that be a story for the ages? Um, you know, all the people who say there's no point in changing uh, a head coach uh, midway through the, the season in the NFL because your rosters are essentially set. You can't do anything. Um, well, my goodness, uh, Steve Wilkes might uh, prove them all wrong. We we shall see. Still a way to go, of course, but certainly impressive nonetheless. I'll throw another intriguing subplot into this uh, column. Um, we we'll probably will pick up on this game maybe later on in the show. It wasn't the, the best game, bearing in mind the adverse weather conditions in Cleveland, but the Saints have won. They're now level on, on the same record as the Panthers. And if the Bucks, if sorry, if the Panthers were to win on Sunday, 
and the Saints somehow managed to win in a t- they've got a tough game in Philadelphia obviously but then they played each other last weekend to see and that could be the game you know with, with a three three game swing you've got all three teams potentially going into the last weekend and the Falcons play at home to the Bucks in the last weekend Does it look, despite the records there's a lot of intriguing storylines to come in this division it's not a, it's not a slam dunk obviously if the Bucks win this weekend the division is over they will rightly walk away into the division then um, but like as you said they're not playing well they got over the line in, in Arizona and we will probably pick up slightly on that game later on but look there's a lot to play for this weekend it's a great win for the Panthers um, we're going west now we're going out to uh, out to Santa Clara the uh, 49ers did what everybody expected to do which was to, to beat the Commanders in 37-20 it seems like a bit more of a dominant score than, than I felt it was um, I mean the Commanders Commanders come into the game they have, they have the ball offensive for 35 minutes of the game to keep the score, you know, very close to, uh, you know, for the first half, there was very little done. It was close going into the second half. And then Brock Pordy and Vernonson, he took over at 224 yards. Two touchdowns again. There was a couple of intercessions in there. It wasn't as secure as he, as he looked over the past few weeks. But again, the uh, I think the, the, the Heineke storyline and the, the, the nice storyline of him bringing the uh, the commanders to the playoffs is starting to run its course. We saw in the, some of the players how frustrated Ron Rivera was, he saw he was very frustrated and animated about a fort and fort and one that they couldn't get over the line, which was kind of a big game changer. And dead yet for the team that were top ten against the against the run, they you now forty nineers go hundred fifty three yards. It's only helps Brock Porty as well to win a game where you've got your Denise McCaffrey and, and Wilson able to do strong things in the run game and that was quite disappointing. I thought the uh, commanders would have done a better job there, but the forty ers keep moving on and for the commanders looks the first thing for the commanders going into this game was they knew they knew even when if they had an they still remained in the seventh seed but I think the big story talking about coming out of the game was the benching of Hoying and, and the fact that he brought back in Carson Wentz I kind of got the, the feel that Rivera just wants to play Wentz but he feels obliged to play Hoying and he finally made smart that made that decision to bring Wentz back in I'm not sure who's going to start this week I'd imagine Bernard and Wentz have the game played out I think he will he will run with Wentz to play at home to the Browns on Sunday in a must-win game but um it, it, look, it played out as we talked, but um, that's the storyline for me. Where do they go now? This this quarterback story, you know, storyline has been there from the last off season, and it's going to remain in place no matter what the circumstances of the end of the season for the Commanders. Yeah, I look. I mean, the the Commanders. It is all about the the QB. You would say that the wide receivers. I mean, Dotson is a guy who had a lot of questions when he went. People were wondering, you know, how how he would transition into the league he's been he's been great um but the the QB is the the conundrum for them and this 49er team are just they, I mean they they bully you we've talked about that on the, the show before they absolutely dominate you and they bully you and even with a QB3 um they they put up points and for for them yeah they are nobody is going to enjoy facing them and uh if you have to to go uh there to um to california that's uh an issue but they have shown over the last two years um you know the the sunshine boys went up to lambo and in the freezing cold they shut down the packers they're capable of going anywhere even in to philadelphia and getting a, a win very very impressive from kyle shannon yeah, yeah, very, very, really good, strong performance. You're right. No matter where they go on the road, we've seen it before. They can, they can find wins. 
if that is the NFC Championship game, it will be a really enticing one to look forward to. And uh, next game, um, I don't have a lot on this one because um, I I went with the Bears, so maybe I should uh, leave this one to you. But uh, the Bills maintain the number one seed in the AFC. Um, for an Irish person, the game I thought the Bears did a really good staying job on on Josh Allen. I mean, the weather probably was a factor, but Josh Allen turned the ball over a couple of times. The the Bears played like we've seen recently, keeping within games, keeping within one score. But I was inevitably the, the class took over, you know, towards the back end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, and it was. It was a rout in the end, you know, for him to put up 35 points in, in that, in those conditions. But in fairness to the Bears, Justin Fields didn't have the, the greatest of games compared to what we saw recently, but he still did enough. He still showed enough promise again that the Bears fans will be very confident that, you know, if they can build around him. And for the Bills, it's it's a crucial win, obviously. They've, they're going to see what comes in the Bengals. Um, so you've got the Bengals this week, Monday Night Football, so that's obviously a key, key game, and the Chiefs have held on again. But, um, I mean... Where, where do you go with this Bills team because like, they don't have a running game we saw again on Sunday Singletary has some bright spots and you know Josh Allen again they're relying on him to run didn't have as many yards as we've seen previously like the week before against the Dolphins but we all think they'll be in the Super Bowl potentially but yet they still don't have a, a consistent run game is it going to is it going to come back to haunt them in the end? It could but Josh Allen just is a, he is a man on a mission and, and that's the, the difference you know and yeah, this was a game, I suppose, in some ways, like similar to the the last game where up to half time, you know, it was it was very even and then Bears obviously going up and the Bills are super frustrated and, and Josh is trying to do too much. And then he manages to channel it in the, you know, in the second half. Ultimately, the for, for the Bills, if they get the number one seed, they will have earned it because they now have a road game against the Bengals and then they have to take on the, the Patriots albeit at home but that that's tough a divisional matchup Bill Belichick wanting to try to spoil the party so if they do get it they will absolutely uh, have earned it and yet yeah, they, they are doing it in a, a different in a difficult way the, the run game I suppose is the, the biggest factor but but we saw at times, I mean, last year in the playoffs, they absolutely took off. So it's about catching fire at the right time. And they are certainly capable of doing that. One team challenge, well, there's two teams challenging, bearing in mind that the Bengals are on a run as well. But obviously the Chiefs are the one that is the key focus. You know, they, they played each other, I think it was week five, the Bills won. 24-10 on Sunday against the Seahawks. I was delighted to see that score, bearing in mind. The, the Seahawks are in the running for a wild card spot. But, um, Again, it just doesn't feel right. Like they came out early. They, you, you got Kadarius Tony scoring a touchdown. They, they went down the field at ease on the Seahawks defense, and they got up early. And it looked like it was one of those games that were just going to put them to bed, play one, like in a way, like similar to what we saw in Mile High a couple of weeks ago. And then as the second half progressed, similar to what we've seen, they do very little with the ball offensively. Seattle moved the ball quite well up and down the field, but then the key fourth down plays couldn't couldn't make the play, and. The Chiefs eased her win. Obviously, Pascal Mahomes went in with a late score, running it, rushing touchdown to kind of put the game away. I was kind of questioning whether that really was a touchdown. I know he stretched out and he hit the point on, but I've seen I've seen them not give him. But wasn't even sorry, wasn't Janet wasn't looked at in a replay. But again, they're winning, but they're not winning with any deal of no one's a cover. But I mean, you, you you couldn't right now with the confidence that they will go in and beat the Bills if the game was to come around again. They play each other. You know, you know, up in up in Buffalo with the weather and all the rest, 
just don't seem to be doing enough right now. Look, they're winning. Like, don't get me wrong. And they've got very winnable games to, to finish the season off. They've got, as you said, you look at the Bills schedule. They've got the easier running. They play the Broncos and, and they play a final game against the Raiders, who right now are hit and miss. So they should win out. They should be in a position to challenge the Bills for number one seed. But just, just, they're stuttering in the playoffs, in my opinion. It's a strange one. It's it's tough to know because I, I feel they have so much ability uh, and at times it's almost too easy and they, they switch off because they're so dominant generally early and, and teams kind of can't keep up with them and they almost get bored and, and allow them to kind of come back into it so they have a challenge but can't do that in the playoffs. That That is the issue. Patrick Mahomes is playing unbelievably well, and uh, he he has, you know, he's in, he it absolutely enjoying himself. Like the whole the league, one of the reasons that everyone's gotten to the too high shell is the likes of Patrick Mahomes. Um, but he has found out how to to toy with that system now. For the Seahawks, it is three losses in in a row. The Gino ha- isn't playing well, but the line isn't helping him. The line has definitely regressed, and and that is an issue. And Tyler Lockett being out, I mean, Lockett is such an important kind of player for for them. The Chiefs, the, this is the thing though. They now take on a, a Broncos team who you know they should absolutely dominate that game on Sunday. Will they? The uh, you know they. But it's it's all about the playoffs for for the Chiefs and and what version of them shows up. So for them, the last two games are get the win and ensure you've no injuries. Just going to show up a couple of comments, kind of reflection reflecting on what we just said there about the Chiefs. Uh, good point from Luke. And uh, they need to play much better if they want to be in the Super Bowl. Second half performance needs to be better. I mean, we touched on it there, and the Bills and Bengals right there are the better teams. Bearing in mind how well they're playing, um, Luke also had a good one around the Panthers. Good win, coach done a good job again. Similar kind of thought process. Whether he'll get the job is another one. Is another team come to the end of the season. If not, someone else may pick him up with the uh, Black Monday out of us after week 18. Um, moving on, next game. Now, this is an interesting one. We're moving it back in. We're jumping a, a day out of the other game. We're going to Christmas Day. Gollum, um, we all picked the Dolphins. We all felt the Dolphins would uh, find their way to ease the concerns of the last few weeks when they've lost three games in a row. And for various parts of the first half, it looked that way. Two was showing some lovely uh, balls to Waddle and the Hill, and they went up by 10 points, and everything seemed to go fine. They had a, a strong run then. They, they didn't finish great with the run. They finished with 82 yards rushing. They had 62 yards in the first half. In the second half, they handed the ball off four times. Didn't make any sense because they were they were gashing the Packers in the run, and they were, they were getting significant plays down the field. I think the, the turning point was just before half-time. They were up by 10 points and looked like they were driving again to potentially score and really secure the game, essentially, uh, just before half-time. And the, uh, there was a fumble, a huge play by the Packers' defence. I think the Packers only took a field goal off that, but it was still felt like a bit of a m- momentum swing. And even into the into the tour quarter, there was a there was a pick-off by Rodgers. It looked like the game was, was there. But to do it on Sunday... I mean, for a team, like, don't get me wrong, we, we praised the head coach all year long. But they got away from the run game. Most, most of them, and um, Wilson were doing really well, as I said, they, they had some good numbers in the first half. And in the second half, they only had the ball off four times. Two, and it was, it wasn't that they were struggling, but he didn't have the same composure as we, what we saw even the week 
prior in Buffalo. He turned the ball over three times. And the Packers adjusted very well in the second half. Where they were getting gashed down the middle on throws in the second half, they squeezed it to the middle of the field. Wouldn't allow Tua to go into that area. And he was then reliant on trying to work to the perimeter. And as you called out a few weeks ago um, in the game against the Chargers, he went, when he was going into the perimeter, he just wasn't... He wasn't getting the ball into the right spot for the wide receivers. Similar kind of pattern. And then he got intercepted three times in the last one in particular when they got the ball back, having stopped the Packers and, and made a six-point game. Look, okay, two two minutes, one second to go. Potentially an opportunity to go down the field, win the game, secure their playoff spot. He chose a needless interception. With Tyreek Tyree Hill wide open on the other side of the field, so it was a very off-putting um, play. And two is back in the concussion protocol. Saw a good one this morning. It's uh, the big player, no play with Tua right now. Um, and that's how the t- uh, Dolphins are treating this offense because they seem to the run game. Bearing went out well, they did the, the week prior against the Bills. They, they got away from it very quickly in this game. And the Packers right now, and it's three games in a row and they're on a bit of a run. The Vikings at home, the Lions at home, there is a possibility they could they could sneak in if the results go their way, yeah, in particular with the Commanders so, over the next two weeks. I think though, Brian, two was two shouldn't have played the second half. Two was concussed. Like this is this is insanity. Like how the NFL have pulled players from games who aren't concussed, but when players are concussed, they're allowed to to play on. Like where was the spotter? And what were the the Dolphins doing? Like you, sometimes you have to save players for from themselves. I, I know Tua might want to play. But my goodness, the, the league has a duty of care to its uh, participants. I mean, the Tua is on his third concussion of the, the season. They tried to play one off as a back spasm. Remember that? That this is bananas. And, and it was very evident what, like, that he wasn't right. And yet it just continued on. I They have to have to... Um, for me, shut him down for the rest of the year. I know Dalton fans all want to hear that. I know that will impact on them. But I don't see how a guy who has had three concussions in the space of three months, those that's a brain injury. Like your brain gets rattled around. That's what a concussion is. I don't see how you put him back out there again. And the the league and the the franchise need to protect the player from himself. And just because he says... Uh, he's fine, does not mean he's fine. And look, yeah, the, 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 kudos to the Packers, but Tua shouldn't have played that second half. We're, we're speculating, but if the Dolphins do know at halftime, there's a potential concussion there, and obviously they're, they're so focused on winning the game and getting into the playoffs. Why does it? Why does the head coach, maybe we flip it onto the head coach, why does he move get away from what was working in the first half? I mean, we're not going to pretend we know everything that goes on players that call them to play, but when you've got an effective run game, two players that are doing really well, you know your quarterback is struggling potentially with it, with it, you know, whatever, if it is a concussion, but certainly an injury of some sort, why not to rely on what has been happening? Surely that eases the pressure on your quarterback to allow him to play, not a conservative game, but like, you're balancing the offense with a run and pass instead of reliant on two. Because in the second half, he was like 87 of the plays, which were passing plays. And the, like, in the floor set after the game, Oh, we knew at halftime we had this. We 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 adjusted at halftime. We we knew our guys were already reading to his eyes. They knew he was he was struggling with an injury, and obviously now we're talking about a concussion. But they knew at halftime he's not right. And we, if we read his eyes, we're going to get interceptions, and they got three interceptions. And 
in the second half. Like, surely McDaniel again has to be called into question around how he calls this game. Well, it's on him, but it's on it's on ev- everyone in the the organization. I mean, the, the medical staff. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, he he will say, "Doctors clear." Well, how did the doctors clear him? It's it's a it's a mess. Uh, it really it really really is. And you would have to say, as impressive as the Dolphins have been on offense at times this year, their handling of uh, situations at times has been absolutely baffling. And, um, you know, I, 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 I just, I, I, I wonder how they're going to handle this situation going forward. But as I said, three concussions in three months. No, it's crazy. Similar point. How can this ball not catch it? You know, you've called it. Everyone has called it as well. Everybody's called it over the course of the last few days. It's very evident. Interesting to see how the, how the next few days play out. I certainly don't think he's going to be playing this weekend. So, um, yeah, two teams with very precarious situations if they're going to make the playoffs. Um, these two teams will be in the playoffs and they treat us to a shootout in the uh, 9 o'clock, 9.25 window on Christmas Eve. Eagles-Cowboys, NFC East, typical game, uh, as we obviously, when these two play each other, high-scoring fair, and Cowboys coming out on the right side of this one, 40-34. Um, the Eagles ever punted once in the game, I don't believe, and the Cowboys... Defense struggled against uh, Gardner Minshew. But in fairness, he had a, a really strong game. It kind of played out in the manner in which we we said, like we we felt it wouldn't be a big drop off. Obviously, there are two different quarterbacks, Hurts and, and Minshew, but he arguably is one of the better backups in the league. And he came out firing them. The Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys' defense right now are going through it. I don't know how to put put the defense down. Like they were so dominant earlier in the season, where we were we were singing the praise of. Lawrence and, and Micah Parsons, but over the course of the last few weeks, like the Texans game, the game in Jacksonville last week when they gave up over 500 yards, and again this week, I mean, the, the Eagles went up and down the field from, up and down the field, and like I felt the Eagles really should have won this game. There was significant um, four-quarter plays that kind of changed the, changed the game. Like in terms of there was two turnovers, it was the fumble, then obviously there was the interception, which was a great interception, fairness by the Cowboys. That turned the game. And I would I would think back to a third and twenty nine play by by Dak Prescott where he finds T. Y. Hilton, where for some reason Gallon did not call me. Uh, I thought he would do what went tap it to there and essentially block up the field. Yeah, you can take yards in the middle of the field, but you're not going to get twenty nine yards on this. But Dak Prescott throws the bomb up. T. Y. Hilton comes down with it, and that's a game changer because at that stage the Eagles were up by seven. You you would stand that third down there, you get the ball back, and the way in which the Eagles were moving the ball at that stage. You would think they would put the game away, but Dak Prescott started started sluggish, struggled early, finished at twenty seven to thirty five, three hundred forty seven yards, huge numbers, three touchdowns. But for me, that bomb was the game changer. And despite the fumbles, to me, that would have been the play that would have given the Eagles the win. Even then, at the end, they still managed to go down the field sixty seven yards and put themselves in a position to win the game. Just couldn't get it over to them. For it's a great win for the Cowboys. Bearing in mind they're still with a slim chance of winning the division and potentially even getting them one seed, but questions have to be asked of this defence because they're going to come up against the likes of the Cowboys, sorry, against the Eagles again, whatever way you look at it, in the playoffs and the, the 49ers and, and even the Vikings who can put up huge numbers and, okay, the Vikings didn't have the best of the games the last time, but again, come playoff, that could change. So Cowboys is a good win, but I'd, I'd be very concerned going into the playoffs the way the defence is playing at this moment in time. 
Yeah, it was a, a strange game. And yeah, the, the third and thirty, I think, is what this game will always be referred to. And it was a just that that change. To me, the the play call and the execution by the Eagles was awful. And they got completely discombobulated and they just lost their heads for a few minutes after that. And by the time they got ripe, it was too late, essentially. Uh, for for them, I think this, while there wasn't a huge drop-off, you saw the difference. And, and if Hertz had been in there, it could have been very different. But, but Lane Johnson is now out for the rest of the regular season. And we don't know what it means for the playoffs. That line is key to everything the Eagles do. It dictates everything because... It, it allows them the opportunity to run whenever they really want to. It allows them to, and, and especially with Hurts there, because you're not sure, is he going to take off? Is he going to sit back and pass? But without him there, he is one of the key pieces. And, and that is a huge, huge loss um, that I don't think can be overstated. Um, they should have, have enough probably to, to just get over the line. But if he is missing for the playoffs, uh, that that is a, a significant, significant uh, dent in the Eagles' armor. For the Cowboys, yeah, I, I look. They found a way to win. They needed to win, um, and they they did. Um, I did think again, Jer- Jerry's comments to Jerry Jones is, is something else. CD Lamb drops a pass because of the sun, and get, Jerry gets asked about it today. And just refuses. We we know the the sun is there. Yeah, Jerry. Everybody knows it, and it's caused numerous issues. It has cost your team on a number of occasions. But because he wanted to look nice, he refused to do anything. It's telling to me that is telling that an owner he keep up he he wants he want he claims he wants to win, but he is more concerned about the aesthetics rather than ensuring the team gets victory. I couldn't see Robert Kraft taking that approach. Was it not that you said that it's the same sun that the Eagles had to look at as well? You know, here comes the sun. And maybe that's probably on his, uh, on his CD pair. Um, you're right. Like he, it's all about the razzmatazz for, for Jerry. He wants everything to be, look great and stage him to feel nice. I mean, we, we have the repeated instance of punts hitting this, hitting the, the big screen above the pitch time and time again as well, because they didn't, they couldn't figure that out either. Uh, look, yeah, um, interesting to see how the Cowboys played play this weekend, as, and essentially as as well as that, Eagles home to the Saints. Saints obviously have to win now. And bearing in mind there's a few injuries, not just Lane Jones, there's a couple of other players that are carrying injuries. It'd be interesting to see if they do secure the number one seed if they play anybody come the last weekend come to of the season when they play the Giants in Week 18. I am um, interest interesting to see Cowboys again. It's it's, it's what we spoke about a few weeks ago when Fred was engaging. They essentially know where they're going. They know they're playing the, the NFC South and they're obviously knocked into that fifth seed, uh, obviously with with a slim chance of getting the division. So um, interesting few weeks there to see how many players they want to play come the time when the Eagles wrap up number one seed. Uh, next were interesting one. Didn't look interesting for a long time. Looked like this was, again, another shambolic offensive performance by the Patriots in the first half. Only to see a glimmer of light in the second half after a number of picks. Picks uh, by Joe Burrow, twenty-two eighteen Bengals win. Very, uh, very confusing game. I felt you know the Bengals were so dominant. They go in at halftime with a nice comfortable score. They come out the second half, continuously throwing the ball. Joe Burrow threw the ball fifty-two times in this game. You would have thought Zach Taylor in the second half would have relied on the run game to eat up as much clock 
run the ball effectively, get forced downs, put this game away. But no, they continued to throw, which led to turnovers and a pick six and brought the uh, brought the Patriots back into this game. And then the Patriots, the moment continued to build. And now it's a feel that the Bengals kind of got away with this one because Stevenson is in the red zone. Sorry, the Patriots are in the red zone at the end. Which again wasn't the greatest of, of performances by the Pages offense, but they somehow managed to get themselves in a position to potentially win the game. And they go fumble it. And we spoke last week about this Bill Belichick, you know, it's so unlike his teams to make costly mistakes at critical times. We saw the fiasco in Vegas the week prior to that and it looked like for all the money love in the world they were gonna Stevenson was gonna, you know, run it in or, you know, put it on the goal line potentially for Harris to run it in or even a match on sneak and the Bengals looked Bengals defense looked gassed towards the end of the game. Obviously, it was a long game for them in the second half. But there was also missed points. I mean, the Patriots missed two extra points in the game. The weather obviously had a factor. The, the Bengals missed a, an extra point. I mean, the Patriots don't miss those extra points during the position to win the game potentially or at least get the game into overtime with a field goal. But having to get the touchdown, big play by the Bengals defense to get the ball out. They recover. They get away with the win. They march on towards a big game this weekend but and again another game which the, the Patriots will be looking to themselves going we're outside of the playoffs right now we really should be in that 7th seed if not the 6th seed bearing in mind the last, how the last few weeks have come from it's a, it was a tough loss in the end for a game which never looked close for a long time Yeah um, it was an absolute ass kicking for that first half it was uh, they were dominant in every single aspect of it and I just wonder, did kind of they they get complacent there and eyes turn to the Biddles game because they looked a different team. And yeah, for the, the Patriots, the talk is all around Bill O'Brien might return and they might actually have an OC next year. And maybe if they had a proper OC this year, it could all be very different for them. Uh, we saw Mac Jones like get into a little bit uh, of trouble, and there is a sign coming his way, and a compilation now doing the rounds of some of uh, his uh, more um, underhanded plays, let's say, of his first couple of years in uh, the league. the The other talking point, I suppose, out of this one, Brian, is Collins going down injured. Um, and as a result, Peter Schrager starting a campaign to bring Andrew Whitworth out of retirement uh, so that he could uh, win potentially a ring with his hometown team. Uh, he was on Schrager's podcast earlier today and he didn't say no. So uh, it's, it's unlikely, but, but we saw Eric Weddle come off the street last year um, and be very impressive. Who who knows? But it is it is a big issue um, to to lose Collins and just on a total freak injury. Um, to the Patriots player just got pushed into him, and, and he, they, from what I saw, they there is no structural damage, but they don't know how long it it might be. Huge game, obviously on Monday night, and that will tell a lot. But Joe Burrow, um, up, up to like the end of the first half. Joe Burrow had been incredible um, over the, the past few weeks. And if uh, him and Alan are on top of their games on Monday night, we are in for a treat. They seem to have found the gem and this urban player. He's starting to crop up with a lot of touchdowns, one against the uh, the Browns a few weeks ago, two there on, on Sunday. They seem to have found the, the player. Bear in mind, they lost tight end last uh, last uh, free agency to the Jets to have him come in and have a, an impact you know, at the, the back end of the season. 
you're right about the Connors yeah, injury. I mean, it was so it, it wasn't even impacting on the play either. You know, the way he was just kind of caught up in the in the, the scrum of him and all. It's a and he's had a really strong second half of the season. Bearing in mind that the, for the first half of the season, the offense line took time to come together. Bearing in mind with three new players that came in during the free agency period last April. A big win, as you said, Monday night football. You couldn't ask for more. Week seventeen, you know, um, Bengals, Bengals and Bills. It's a fantastic game. And um, we're going to jump into a couple of games uh, now. Just a, kind of a quick fire round, shall we call it? But we it's one I did. I left out, but I'll call it out now because it was it was last Thursday night. It seems like a long time ago, but the Jags obviously went into. Met life last Thursday night in not the greatest conditions. Beat the Jets. Um, I think it's the end of the row for Zach Wilson. Bearing in mind what we saw, it's already been confirmed that Mike White is going to be available this weekend. So obviously immediately he's starting and Joe Flacco will back him up. Um, Zach Wilson was removed from the game and Bill throughout the course of the game from because he just couldn't do anything right um, from an early stage of the game where he could even get a, a reading of a, of a play where he got literally um, pounded by the head defensive line guy, sacked him easily. Which was the only score which the Jets had in the game, which was very early on. I haven't got the uh, the fumble off of Trevor Lawrence. Um, it was a very easy win for the Jags in the, in this one, Conor. Yeah, um, I look the the Jags and Trevor Lawrence have been really impressive ever since that London game. Uh, he, he talked about like learning and and everything's still doubtful. His confidence has grown and and kudos to Doug Peterson and and what the, he has done and look. The Jags overpaid, perhaps, on, on some um, of the players, but they put weapons around uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence. For the Jets, we've talked about this on the show before, like a lot of what Salah has done, but the QB um, hokey-cokey is absolutely crazy. Like J- Zach Wilson has been QB1, QB3, then was brought up to QB2, um, and they demoted Flacco. Uh, then he gets in again as QB one, and then he goes straight back to to QB three. I I I think the Jets need to, uh, you know, they, there's going to be a lot of soul searching. I imagine at the end of this season, um, but how they came to pick Zach Wilson at two, who made that decision, and how it has played out. Yeah, they, this this is they're in the the last chance saloon right now, um, so they need a Mike White back. But it, it is very difficult. Somebody probably take a flyer on Zach Wilson because he's still on the, the rookie deal. But it could be a type of um, a Josh Rosen type situation where he ends up going. You know, people will sign him because once upon a time he had the talent. But ultimately he ends up being second or third string at most um, and kind of hanging around the year at the league for a few years. I, I imagine even the Mike White um comfort level that they have with him playing quarterback I don't think that's the long term answer either I think there'll be certainly a hard look of where, where to go in free agency come the end of the season in terms of securing their quarterback for next year um, difficult loss for the Jets like the, you're right just Jets team had a feel of a playoff team a few weeks ago the defence have been so strong and they've had some really difficult losses so they're still in with a chance they play Seattle this weekend and obviously then they play um, in Miami the final weekend of the season if they win out there's a, there's a strong chance that they could still make it but um it's a, it's a, just two really difficult games out of them. Um, we won't touch on the Broncos. I think we, we caught, we caught up with that one earlier on, bearing in mind the news that Hackett was relieved of his duties yesterday. Um, Bucks win it. We touched on it. The Bucks win a close from the Monday night football. And again, I, I genuinely thought the Bucks would dominate this game. Bearing in mind McSorley was playing, playing in this game. I thought the Bucks defense would play well. They just, they didn't seem to get anything going. O'Connor, uh, 
had another strong running game for the Cardinals. Cardinals up 16-6 late in this in the fourth quarter. It looked like this was one that they were going to cause a shock. They were going to get over the nine, and then Brady has a strong drive, which was few and far between throughout the course of the night. It goes into overtime. They managed to sneak a win, still maintain top of the, the LFC South. But again, like as you said earlier on in the show, if the Panthers won't, won't fear them. They beat them already this season. They won't fear them, bearing in mind how they're playing at the moment. They're just nothing has come right for this team. Um, yeah, um, and and it, it like ever since ever since Bruce Arians decided to to step aside, it, it feels like kind of nothing has gotten right. Brady get gets the the win, but like this is not the Tom Brady of old. It's so evident that that the decline has set in, and. It, it is difficult to imagine that you get away with what he's getting away with if you are playing the Eagles or you're playing the 49ers in the, the playoffs. So to, to me, I suppose the it will be interesting ultimately to see who comes out of this. Um, the cards, it's got to be clean house at this point. I mean, the talk uh, that came out, obviously, I think just before Christmas was around the gone for the chasm that has grown between Kev Kingsbury and his QB1. It all seems so reminiscent of the Broncos situation in some ways. Similar contracts given to their QBs, similar sorts of chasms. QBs seeming to um, maybe wrong rub everybody up the, the wrong way. Um, a lot of soul searching, I think, to be done in the desert in the offseason. Monday night football last night, um, Chargers secured their, their playoff spot. Um, comfortable win. I mean, the Colts defense played reasonably well. They had, they had four sacks. They had quite a few worries on, on Herbert. Um, Herbert had a close one enough game. Um, they kind of second half kind of you know they kind of got into the running game a little more. First half it was a bit stop start. Eckler had a, a reasonably good game in the end. Um, and Keenan Allen had a really strong game over hundred yards. He seems to be always available. For Herbert and for the Colts, Nick Foles came in. He was like, we know he's not the answer, but I was surprised he never got a start earlier in the season. Bear in mind the, the back and forth stuff from Matt Ryan. Then obviously he was um, relieved of, the, of his duties and he brought in this, you know, the second year quarterback and Nick Foles was in the in the background. But we didn't see a lot from him last night either. To fill, to fill any Colts fan with any comments that they're going to finish the season strong. Um, charges are in. Um, obviously I didn't pick them to go to playoffs at all. What we saw from Mary in the season, but um, they finished strong and it was a comfortable win. Yeah, it was a really uh, comfortable win. Um, the, I mean, the Colts, another another franchise that has so much soul searching to do. A couple of crazy stats from Stephen Holder: the Colts went zero and ten on third downs in that game, um, and it was the second time this season that they had failed to convert to third down. Or zero and fourteen at the Patriots in Week Nine. Both of those uh, were games where Matt Ryan didn't play. Um, so the rest of the NFL has combined two games without a third down conversion. So the entirety of the rest of the, of the league, um, all of the other games played thus far has two of those games, and the Colts have two on their own. Um, so they equal the rest of the league. That just tells you in terms of the the, the QB play and, and what's. Um, going on there and um, they yeah they have to figure out in terms of you know there's questions around the GM there and whether he he's going to remain on 
Um, there's t- been talk that, um, you know, Jim Mercer would love to retain Jeff Saturday, but the way in which the season has gone means that he probably won't be able to. But that's the talk, is that, that he wants to, and obviously they've got to find a QB. Um, by the sounds of things, Derek Carr may be uh, available, so that might be one to, to keep an eye on. Um, but realistically, the Colts should just go, you know, and, and draft a, a QB and build. I mean, that's, that's what they need to do, stop with the the sticky blaster and really just get on with, with a rebuild. Then for too long, they've been trying to get by and trying to get by and um, it, it just hasn't helped them. Yeah, I think the Colts are sitting, sitting there now, fifth or sixth pick at the moment. So yeah, they will potentially have an opportunity to get a quarterback come April. Quick points on the Chargers. Alan, uh, I didn't touch on there. The Chargers defense was very, very good last night. Um, and then obviously they have just seven sacks, three interceptions. So, yeah, rightly called out. They have, they have kind of come on over the past few weeks. We have been critical of how they were playing earlier on in the season. But uh, the last few weeks, they really shored up the defence. And uh, obviously, they want to keep that up now in the, in the leading weeks because they're going to be on the road come the playoff times, obviously, with the division locked up for the Chiefs. You touched on Derek Carter. Um, is it like Sunday night football? Um, Steelers 13 10 against the, against the Raiders. Raiders up by. There's seven points going into the fourth quarter. And again, they gave up just 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter by the Steelers. And even on the final drive, the uh, just very manageable plays for their, their, for their car. And Hunter Renfro was wide open down the middle of the field. He, he completely misses him. Um, Derek Carr now is setting records for all the wrong reasons. In the nine years in which he's a uh, quarterback in the NFL, he has the most he has the most losses for a quarterback. Um, Archie Manning is number one in his career. Derek Carr is now number two in that, in that listing. Um, like I, I, I like Derek Kirk, you know, I, I've always kind of been very high on him, but this season has been very worrying. And, and having spoke to Steve O'Rourke, a big Raiders fan, we had him on there recently. He thinks Derek Carr ultimately will be the fall guy for this season. He will lose his job and he will get traded away. Maybe it is the Colts, maybe it's, it's the Jets, but someone will take a flyer on him. But like, there's been so many games for the Raiders this year that they just look back and say, how do we not win this game? The Colts game was one in particular. Um, we saw what they did with the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They should have won that game. There's a few more. Uh, the Cardinals earlier in the season when they were up by 17 points. The Patriots game last week up by 17 points. Still found ways to try give that one away. And this game again was there for them. But find ways to lose games all the time. And it's for the Cedars. Mike Tomlin again just gets out, gets another one over the line. And they're still in, albeit a slim chance. They're still in with an opportunity of potentially making the playoffs as a seventh seed. Look, they, this is, um, you know, for for the Raiders, yeah, we talked about, I think I think they will sacrifice Derek Carr. I think there are other bigger issues there, but I think they will lay the blame on him and essentially um, keep Joshua Daniels in situ. And Magic Mike still has the opportunity to remain above 500. A um, couple of tough games, of course, coming up, but we will keep an eye on that and see. The final one, and it wasn't a great game. You picked the Falcons. Me and Mark went with the Ravens. The Ravens, it's very similar pattern in, in the play in their home games recently. Sorry against the Broncos, you know, yeah, very low scoring, tight game. Sorry against the, the Panthers, in which they only pulled away late. And the, they won this game on the back of a defense with a number of fourth down stops on the Falcons. Um, big win for them, bearing in mind where they are in the division and obviously with the playoffs. Uh, but one that the Falcons will feel they, they could have, they should have won, really. They had so many opportunities and missed opportunities. In particular, in the red zone, they just rather than take a field goals, they were going for it on fourth down and got stopped a number of times. 
Yeah, um, de definitely. And I know that Arthur Smith had said he wants to see them uh, finish strong. Um, they, I think for them, really, it's about figuring out what they have at, at QB. Um, you know, he's only a couple of games in, so they need to see a bit more and then decide what they do in the offseason. Couple of comments to, to wrap up. Um, uh, good point by Owen. Bearing in mind that the Chargers will now completely knock the Raiders out. Karma on the back of last season's end of the season. Yeah, uh, is with the kiss of death. Yeah, Ballard will use GM next year. Raiders that Philip Rivers had to win the playoffs with an 11 5 record. Yeah, and that 11 5 record led to a wildcard game at Buffalo, and they nearly won that game too. Um, some great comments tonight. Again, as always, appreciate everybody uh, supporting Joe, putting in their comments. Bearing in mind it's Chris of week, so people taking time to tune in. Really appreciate it. Back tomorrow night, Colin, for a week 17 preview. Yes, indeed. Back tomorrow night. And don't forget, uh, we have a host of content out there. There is that um, special episode about the, the Broncos, obviously, firing um, the rookie head coach um, midway through the season, only uh, the uh, kind of fourth, well, fifth, if you go back far enough, a uh, time that has happened in league history. And um, more content coming out later in the week uh, to look at the Jags. So lots to look forward to, certainly. And yeah, massively appreciate uh, the support and interaction. And we really are getting to the business end of the league now. So it'll be fun to preview the Week 17 games. Can't wait to preview the calls of the Giants. Come. Big game. So we'll see. Give me a shower on half nine on Sunday night if the Giants have managed to win this game and make the playoffs for the first time in six years. Looking forward to that one. Looking forward to previewing all the games. Appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Colin, for now, I will talk to you tomorrow night. Absolutely. Enjoy the, uh, the, the rest of the festive period, everyone. And for anyone out there who is working in um, the hospitality or retail in industries, I um, hope it is not too manic for you at the moment.